At Alice Lane, we believe that you should have spaces in your home that you love and fit your lifestyle. This can be difficult to achieve, and that's why we created something for you. It's our home furnishing design service. We have a team of skilled designers who will work with your budget, help you space plan, and curate each space down to the very last layer to transform your home. The most amazing part is the service is complimentary. That's free, people. Our designers are available nationwide, and they'll work with you in-store, in-home, virtually, or over the phone. For more details and information, email us at designrequest at alicelanehome.com or call us at 800-423-7757, or you can click on the link in our show notes. Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. If you don't mind, will you tell our listeners kind of how Maloof got started and kind of what's special about what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Maloof is a Utah-based company as well. We're up in Logan, Utah, for any listeners that are familiar with uh, Utah geography. Um, But yeah, uh, Maloof has a really awesome founding story and something that's actually inspired me from day one. Um, A lot of what our founders have done is they've really identified gaps in the market and tried to develop products that really help aid in the entire sleep experience, which is so important if you think about it. Most of us spend at least half of our lifetime sleeping. And so we want that to be a fulfilling experience, um, something that, you know, uh, helps us rest and recover and be rejuvenated for the days to come. I think that one's really nice. And I love the slippery feel of it on my feet at night. Yeah, that's great. What are you sleeping on right now? I was just going to say, we always like liking the tensile. You feel like a slippery little dolphin. Uh-huh. inside the tensile yes. sheet because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is just so lovely and smooth. Um, I'm, I'm on linen right now. I'm kind of the same way. You think of linen and you think summer, but it has like this temperature equalizer and it's actually what my husband prefers even oh, versus okay. tensile. He loves the linen, always has yeah. whatever we try. Tell cool. the people what does La Fette mean? It means the party. So oh, okay. I did that a really long time ago and it's L-A-F-E-T-E. It's and right a lot of people are <laughs> call it La Fete or but I've stuck with it. I've thought about changing my name, but people are like, You're too you're too far gone to change your name. Oh, so I love it. It's that's so okay. Cute. The <laughs> okay, yes. what is the most extravagant, crazy floral event you've done? So, you know, crazy, I think happens in an event because of the elements you're dealing with, because you never know what you're going to go into. Um, So flowers, it's kind of like being a caterer. Mm -hmm. You might get a flower. It might be totally something different than you ordered. And we don't have a flower market here, so we can't just go and pick out what we want. I get them on a plane and I go pick them up and... You know, so I don't always get to visually see what is coming. So I have to be very creative with what I have. And also dealing with the elements, meaning like wind, rain, you know, (laughs) it can be very challenging. Um, And I've had very hot weddings. I think my worst thing is the wind. The wind can ruin everything. True. You know, so your hair, your hair, your flowers, the food. Yeah. So wind is my 
biggest element, crazy element, um, extravagant. I've done some amazing things. I love to push boundaries when I do my flowers. Mm -hmm. I love to hang things. I'm always up on a ladder or someone's up on a ladder Mm -hmm. hanging something. Like if there's a beautiful beam, I'm like, gosh, we got to use that. So I think we are in a time of like anything goes. Mm -hmm. I think people have really honed in on what they love, you know, like not following the trend of the day, not, not looking towards, I mean, obviously trends and, and design affect us Mm -hmm. and what we like and what we gravitate to. But I think people have become more individualistic in their style. And so I'm finding brides are kind of like all over the map. Mm-hmm. There's not anything that they're gravitating towards. Lots of so fresh color yeah. and people just want to celebrate and flowers. You know, that's partly why I love it. It's, it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. A flower, giving a flower is part of a celebration, whether it's a celebration of life or a wedding or, you know, just to say hello to a friend. It's just part of life celebration. And I love that. That's so beautiful. No real trends right now. I know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's just because like we have so much available, like visually, like we have Pinterest, we have all these things so that you can see such a wild variety that you can really, I mean, that's how it is for interiors. Yeah. There's really no, mm-hmm. nothing that's that could not be what it is right now. Right? Yeah. I think that could be what it is. Let's talk about what's trending right now. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Brock, do tell us what is trending right now for interior trees, plants? Oh, I, I think we've gone into a ton of variegated plants. There's a ton of like uh, specialty and rare plants that are variegated that are really hard to find. Anything with that pink foliage is super hot mm. and on trend. That is this for pink. exterior? Oh, or exterior, interior, interior. interior. Oh, interior. Yeah, okay, interior. That's where we're at. We're inside the house. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, there. <laughs> pinks and variegated. Um, there what are. What would t- be an example of a pink indoor plant? Uh, there's a Dracaena that's pink. That's really fantastic. Dracaena. Yes. It's, sent me a picture. I one did. Day and it's oh. real pretty. Guys. It's really, really pretty. Um, there's <laughs> a ton of uh, elastica, ficus elasticas that are doing in shades of pink, like strawberries and cream. Ooh. There's a, a little plant called a splash, which has been around forever. Uh-huh. Um, if you don't like pink though there's a ton of other options i'm in love with cactus right now i think cactus look modern and clean uh-huh. and i don't really look at them as like a southwestern you know that whole look i look at it more of like an anthropology modern approach to plants love, love yes. those i love cactus. wait can cacti live in the house yes there are varieties that that like lower light there's also a, a variety called euphorbia and euphorbias which is actually a poinsettia also, but they, they, they look like a cactus and they're lower light as well. Wow. This is a question that you might feel like you already answered, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because okay. it's a, from one of our listeners. They, they ask how to help a fiddle leaf fig recover from a move. All the leaves fell off except the tips of the branches. So uh, a ficus is a a large tree, and we talked already about a large tree wouldn't move across the forest. So Mm -hmm. a ficus grow in that kind of mid-range in the the rainforest where it's above the the ground floor and it's not quite, doesn't reach quite to the top. So it it needs some light, but it is competing for the light, so it's growing up. Um, Are you calling a fiddly fig a ficus? Yes, it is a ficus. Oh, I didn't know that. It is a ficus, yes. Okay, good to know. And all ficuses will do what they call a fit when they move. And so- you're transitioning them. I like that. So um, remember that the the, le- the leaves are the food source for the plant. So if you move it into a place with less light, it's going to lose its 
food source. Food source, and it's going to adjust. Now, um, the one thing with fiddly figs that I think people get really, really frustrated is they bring on new leaves in like May, June, July, like early in the summer. It's not going to grow a whole new set of leaves in November, December. Mm. So if you bought like one in November, it's losing its leaves by February. Don't give up hope if you're still taking good care of it till like the summer, May, June, July. Okay. Because that's when it'll bring on its new leaves. Um, and every, as I said, everyone freaks out when that happens and they start watering more. They start, you know, mm-hmm. and then you don't need to do that. You just need to let it rest and know that if you've corrected the, if you've selected the right plant for the right place, it will come back. Okay. One thing that I thought was really fascinating that Jess told me about, and Gaddy, you can confirm this is true, but they, we have a rug at Alice Lane that was like bound. Was it in goat hair? Oh, yes. You know, the one we just bought from you and it's the scorpions. Yes. Yeah. And um, the scorpions mean power, you said. And around the edge, it's like whip stitched with goat hair. It has gold hair. Yeah, tell these, me about that. These Afghan Baluch rugs, it's very interesting. They're, again, they're tribal. So during the year, they stay in this, during the summer, they they go to the higher um, higher areas. The city becomes too hot to, to stay. So they, they put their tents together. This is very common in Persia also. There are like tribes like Kashkais and other tribes. They stay in the mountains for that period, and there are always snakes in in the nature. So they weave these rugs also to sit on the on the floor, and they sleep on the rugs at night. So the snake doesn't like the feeling of that goat hair because it's itchy. Mm. So they put they use goat hair as a binding. So the snake doesn't go over the carpet. I mean, you see how yeah. smart they are. Like, yeah. it, it's unbelievable. They they found that technique and they protect themselves. Yeah, amazing. I, I think it's awesome. It's like a survival tactic. It's yeah. it's yeah. It's more than just like a rug. Uh-huh. I, you know what I mean? It, it can tell a story. So it can beautiful. be, it can yeah. protect. Like it's, it's just so much deeper. Yeah, or There's so many levels to we it. We bought one from Gaddy that was super old. Um, it was kind of torn in the middle and it had the five finger dragons on it. Ex- exactly. And that, that's a, that's a pecking rug from, from 19, the half of the 19th century, mid of 19th century. It has dragon on it with five fingers, which is good luck mm-hmm. in, in, in Chinese mythology. Yeah. So that was a very rare piece. Like you see it and then you start counting the fingers of the dragon. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very special piece. Yeah. So see, we have to buy these rugs from him. And when he tells us the story, luck. we're like, right, well, I need the good luck yeah. and I need the power <laughs> of the scorpion. Exactly. <laughs> and it has goat hair on it. So yeah, the, the more that Gaddy tells us these awesome stories, it's like, you have to live with them because they're just like so precious and um, the stories and the good fortune that they bring. It's just so beautiful. Okay, John, welcome. You've been at Epic Windows your whole life. Pretty much <laughs> for over 18 years. That's so. awesome. Season for a while. Yes. <laughs> and you said your dad was in the window business before you. He was. Yeah. Awesome. So John can speak window, which is why he's here. <laughs> the type of window I really like as far as, because I think it's a very energy efficient is casement mm-hmm. windows because yeah. they seal very well. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like mm-hmm. a refrigerator door where they've got weather stripping all the way around. Mm-hmm. If you get a strong wind, they're just going to 
you know, set even tighter, mm-hmm. uh, where s- sliders and single hung windows, they have an interlock. So they tend to have a little bit more air infiltration because of how they operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it depends on the style of the home too, because casements uh, lend themselves to almost any style, mm-hmm. um, and especially m- more contemporary modern because they're clean. They don't have a center horizontal bar coming through them yeah. or double hungs and single hungs kind of lend themselves in more traditional style yeah. homes. Cause that's what the older style homes they're kind had of in a them. Grid. I yeah. think they're kind of a itself. bummer too. Cause like that big heavy line is like right through the middle, Yeah, you know, of the double hung window. Yeah. So I think visually that's kind of a bummer cause you want to be able to look out your windows and yeah. not be stopped short at sure. this big bar across the middle yeah. is why. From that standpoint, casements yeah. are cleaner looking. Yeah. That's why I chose yeah. casement. And I also love, that action of cranking. I feel like it's so charming and I don't need to use both of my fists and fully (laughs) engage a window. I feel more like a delicate lady when I do it. (laughs) (laughs) I think Suzanne and I are most familiar with um, Kara through her lines with Baker and McGuire. Uh, It's a most extraordinary line, really truly the best Mm -hmm. line of furniture in all of market uh, at, at High Point Market. And we go there every year. Caraman's collection is extraordinary. And you're like, where is she? Who is she? I want to meet her. This is amazing. <laughs> like you really, it's just so original. The way it's constructed is the very best that you can construct something. And um, you just really do an extraordinary job. Are you still doing interiors? Or are you just designing product right now? Oh, no, we're going, uh, we're definitely still doing interiors. We're going gangbusters. Um, I have an office. We're now um, in Chicago, our home base is in Chicago. I've got no other offices anywhere. Um, I'm born and raised in Evanston, which is a suburb, um, just North of Chicago. So I'm kind of back home. Um, we have about 30 people in the office. So we are doing projects throughout the country. Um, we do, uh, you know, residential work. We're doing also commercial work. Um, and then also the product design, which has been really fun. That's so cool. For the people listening that are all design enthusiasts, um, I think people always want to know, where do you draw inspiration from? Like, how do we get started? What do, how mm-hmm. do you and your team get, get the party started? So for yeah. some of these people that may not use interior designers, but want to hear from the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think when I start a project, like architecture is very important to me. We do interior architecture as well as design. We don't, do it always on every project, but um, really understanding that the architecture that you're working with or the the architecture that you're designing and like how that plays into things. So I I don't just look at designers or, you know, interiors for references. I look at um, archi- architects, um, landscape designers, you know, all that kind of stuff that creates the whole package, I think is really important. I've always been... Um, really driven by fashion. I love fashion. Um, it moves faster, um, than interiors. I like, I almost look at fashion to see where they're shooting. I'm like, okay, what's in the backdrop? Like what house is this that they're shooting in? Or, um, you know, to kind of get inspiration. I think that that's a cool way to do things. I'm trying to think, you know, really knowing the like location of the project that you're working on, like what that is and what that means and what the light's going to be like really getting into the, like what that, the natural palette might be. Um, I think that's really important to get inspiration from. Um, 
But I would say the biggest thing that I look to is probably fashion or inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite designer? Um, let's see. I love, uh, Eddie Salon. I love, um, everything that's going on at Celine, like, you know, from TV Philo to today. Um, uh, who else do I love? Um, Balenciaga, the Gucci stuff. I, I like, it's a little theatrical for me, but I do like it. Um, especially uh, especially lately I'm like, Ooh, I'm not that cool. Like (laughs) definitely lost that edge a little bit, but, um, but it's pastel bright. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but I think it's a fun reference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. That's great. And we think that too. I mean, when people sometimes get stumped, we're like, talk to us about what's in your closet, you know, show us your favorite shoes. Tell us why. Yeah. Yeah. Like we want to feel the leather. We want to see that bag or, I don't know. There's some things that think, people don't have a design vernacular oftentimes uh-huh. when they're working with a designer. Mm-hmm. So they don't know exactly how to describe in a way yeah. they'll understand it. So sometimes visuals will really help them or we continue to see what they're showing up and what they're wearing, what choice, what other choices they're making to help inform the palette. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So I, I would say I like, we got to design to something like a color that you look good in, you yes, know, like you want to feel really good yeah. in your interior. Yeah. And I always ask about like hotels that people might've stayed at, like what hotel did you like and how did it feel? And like, um, uh, yeah, we, we have a client right now that, um, one of his, he said one of his happy places was, um, the Crosby hotel in New York. And I would have never in a million years have guessed that for him. And I was like, wait, what? And it just totally set the tone in a different way. And like, so it's, it's an easy reference to pull when people don't have that vocabulary, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Today, we have a really fun guest for Suzanne and I, and I know a lot of you design enthusiasts are going to freak out too. Uh, we've got Lara Carrar on. You have to be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're a lot, of companies now, you know, everybody's, everybody's nervous about making their investors happy and all of these things. So they, they tend towards vanilla Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of vanilla to choose from out there in, in all of our sources, you know, there's, there are the very sort of easy choices, you know, easily palatable things, but it's, it's not the way to create something that I think is really signature, is really memorable, um, and certainly not the way to create something that's original. You have to take risks in order yeah. to do that. So that that's the 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 place I come from, and and I've always I'm in a collection. I think there's always places for um, what I've always called like the little black dress pieces, mm-hmm. and then the jewelry pieces. Well, you always have to have foundation pieces in a collection to make it work. But then you know the jewelry should be really exciting. It should be really unique, really original and memorable. They're not just the things that the press grab onto, but eventually it's the things that great designers such as yourself say, you know, let's, let's go for it. Let's do that. That's perfect for that client. They're going to get it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's my job. That's what I see Mm -hmm. as my job as a designer is to, is to push the boundaries, push the limits and, and create something new. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're doing it. It's so great. I love that you talk about these memory points because even as designers, when we're sourcing, we can't get that thing out of our head that we saw that you made at market. And then we're like, if 
you can, you feel quickened to it. Like every time you see something in a project, you're like that piece Lara made, it would really like push it up over the edge, you know, or just like F it up a little bit to give it that designer feel because, you know, your thought work is just so original and we need people like you to continue to push the boundaries. I love what you said about not seeing other people's work. I, I read once, I can't remember where, but they said, you got to keep your head down. You don't look at what other people are doing and you just got to crush it, you know, like really confidently go after it um, because yeah. otherwise we are influenced. And so I've tried to make a point of that, you know, people that are in our space, not to follow them, not because I don't appreciate what they're doing because what we're doing is really hard and it's emotional and it's intimate and um, it takes Absolutely. all of you and it's not a, it's not a part-time job or even a full-time job. It's just like every percentage of your being is in it at all times. And so it asks a lot of you. And so you don't want your influence to be from other creators in your space. You want your influence to be like from you, your travel or pop culture or, you know, things that you're seeing that are happening around you. And I think that's such great inspiration. Yeah. Okay. Tried and true design advice. Something that you keep finding yourself sharing with a client or telling them? I think ultimately, I mean, the number one rule of thumb is for me, just to thine own self be true. You have to be true to your own style. And at the end of the day, you're the one living with it. So, you know, regardless of what a trend might be or what people deem to be fashionable or acceptable, there's something that you really, really love, then you find a way to make it work. We're so excited to have Jesse Carrier and Mara Miller with us today. They are the great carrier and company. Um, they have the whole meal deal. If you're an interior designer, you want to be them. They have um, collections through Laloy Rugs. Congratulations, you guys. They're so beautiful. Century Furniture, which is a real feather in their cap. All the greats have lines at Century Furniture. Uh, visual comfort again like a total designer lineup and you guys are one of them lee jofa and soiter marin they just uh, launched their new art line in october so you guys have the full 360 tour of um, all of the lines which has to be so fun because you can design with your own your own products and then they've also they're also named on architectural digest ad 100 elder cores a list the Lux gold list and they've been published in vogue Town and Country, El Decor, House Beautiful, Oprah, and World of Interiors, and many others. Congrats, you guys. And then they're also married, and they live in upstate New York, and they share two children. So um, kudos to you, and thank you for joining us on Dear Alice today. Gosh, I already love talking to you. That was such a wonderful (laughs) intro. (laughs) Awesome. And then Jesse is um, the husband, and my name is also Jesse, so that won't be confusing. And then um, Mara uh, Miller is um, his wife. And I guess my first question for you guys is... um, you're married. So how do you like working together? I'm also, I also work with my husband in our business. So I'm curious to know like your roles and if you guys stay in your lane, if you're pretty specific about you, you get in your lane cause I'm doing my thing or if you guys <laughs> collaborate with each other or how it works. You know, uh, well, you probably know as well as we do. I think, uh, it depends on the day that you ask the question. How do you love working with you today? <laughs> today day. Today's I would say yeah today's an okay day <laughs> but um you know I think 
we're just so used to it. We've been working together now for such a long time. And um, most of the time, I really like it because it's like we, I say when we first started the company, one of the nicest parts was that it wasn't that it was together time. It wasn't romantic. It was just knowing that we were really committed and that we we were we were doing everything we possibly could to protect the company and make the company a success. And I think that that kind of trust was probably something that really let us take that chance and then grow the company. I collect everything and get in trouble all the time. And I was always trying to cut me off from my auction addictions but um do you like hide it somewhere do you like hide it in the office because if you bring it home i can't hide it anymore it's just it's everywhere it's everywhere it's uh it's borderline hoarding no i i love to collect any kind of pottery that i can get my hands on i have kind of i'm a pottery junkie um but let's be clear it's he's not collecting like a stamp or a maker it'll just be like a green pot it'll yeah be like, just oh. a beautiful thing i like to do you like beautiful. do you grow a plant in it or is it you just love it as a vessel just open and just as a vessel it might be a vase it could just be a, like we have a beautiful big urn that i love that's on our one of our entry consoles that just gets the dog leash and uh-huh. dog harness kind of go in there and sometimes the kids uh-huh. throw things in there it might be a for you know a big bowl of mail catalogs that come in um i don't know it just uh you know but, you know pottery uh cash and carry kind of thing so you know so i can instant gratification <laughs> right you yes, don't have to exactly. wait for it to come in you just yeah. saw it you fell in love and you rescued it made it yours yep. i love it i've seen david um gosh probably since i when did hickory chair launch 2018 2019 uh 17 i think we 17. launched in 17 Okay. Yeah. yeah. First collection. And yeah. Right. Great. So that was like the first time I feel like we, we saw you and met you and then we've seen the collection evolve. And then this newest launch you did with them was like a brand new look for you. Cause you just moved to Palm beach. Right. Right. Yeah. Completely different. Tell us about that. Well, I feel like my first collection was kind of, um, you know, very, I don't want to say serious, but traditional, a lot of brown wood, um, bigger scale pieces and which I like, um, and I'm really into comfort. And so, you know, designing for a personal residence versus a, you know, production line furniture, you know, kind of company is completely different, different vibe, different set of standards. So I feel like I streamline a lot of scale things down and I also change the finishes a lot. And I also wanted to make it play well with my first collection. So it's not like, you know, black and white. So kind of they meld together, which I think I was successful at. Um, it's selling. So that's a good sign. Yeah. I said, what, what do you want to do? He said, think big and you'll be big. I love that. Think big and you'll be big. Yeah, that's great. It's great advice. So yeah. I said, well, I'm going to become an interior designer. <laughs> I love that. And so he said, well, are you sure about that? And I said, yes. And he said, oh, he's he like, all right. Well, at the time I was like, you know, I don't know. Um, I want to run your company, but anyway. Um, so I said, I, I think I'd be really good at it. And I said, I love beautiful things and I love to put them together. And I said, I think people will pay me for that. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, how can we, how can I help you? And I said, well, let's start by recovering all your furniture. 
I love this. And he said, great, hired. I love this so much. So amazing. <laughs> I went down to the design center because I worked at Brunswick. I knew where the fabrics were. Yeah, and I, I had about two huge shopping bags filled with way too many choices. <laughs> I mean, I had white and all of his furniture was white, by the way. It was like, you know, very casual. And I said, I had white linen, I had white cotton, I had twill, I had chenille, I had, you know, I had every white you can think of. Uh-huh. And I'm going down the escalator with my two big bags and I'm going down and I look over and Maria Shriver was coming up and she said, I called you at that store. You're not there anymore. I wanted to order some furniture and I, I want to redecorate. And I said, Oh, Amazing. I still have my own business. I said, this I know where amazing. it is and I can, <laughs> I can take you. Stop <laughs> I'll it. show you, Just I'll show you where casual it is. Casual Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. Yeah. Just and, going up the escalator. So I said, I'm, I'm going to show you where right it is. <laughs> so she said, okay, great. So we're walking and she says, well, give me your card. And I said, well, you know, I left without one. I don't have one with me. <laughs> and, and so she said, oh, okay, we'll write you down oh, your number. Man. And I said, fine. So I turn around, I'm writing my number down and we got Polaroids of the things she liked. And then she's in my bags looking and she goes, well, what's, what is this for? And I said, well, it's my, don't mess up my schemes. It's for my client. And she said, well, this. she said, <laughs> so she said, it's all white. What do you mean mess up the scheme? I said, I know, but I've got them bundled how I want to present them. And she said, oh, okay. She's very, very organized. I said, yes. <laughs> and she said, uh, I said, but I, I have to go. I said, I have an appointment in Coldwater Canyon. I can't be late. And I'm, she said, oh, well, cold, cold, Coldwater busy. Canyon. <laughs> And she said, well, whose house? And I said, I can't tell you. She goes, well, you're going to tell me where you're going. Oh, and she like cornered me. Stop. I said, oh, I, I said, well, it's a man's house. And he said, he's an executive. And she goes, oh, single. I said, yeah. And she said, okay, well, I said, it's Barry Diller, but you cannot say anything. I said, he's a real hothead. <laughs> and I said, I'm scared to death of him. I said, I, I think I might be scared more of you than him, but I said, let's just, you know, <laughs> that's why you told her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so she gets in her car, uh, she drives away and she calls him on the car and she said, Hey, it's Barry. It's Maria. I'm just ran into your designer at the design center. And I just wanted to, just, you know, check in about that. How's it, how's it going? And he goes, Oh yeah, he's helping me with some things. And she said, Oh wow. Have you seen any of his work? And he said, no, I have not. And she said, Oh wow. Um, does he have a portfolio? He goes, no, I'm pretty sure he does. And she said, Oh God. Wow. She said, uh, why'd you hire him? You could hire anybody in the world. And he said, well, I watched him take care of his best friend for almost two years in my guest house. Mm. Amazing. That that's an amazing story. Yeah. And yeah. Yes. Uh, he shows up and he has good character. Yeah. So do what you want. So that. then she he said he so then he says I pull up and um, she says uh, I pull up he's waiting for me and um, they said he said thanks for the heads up on the call. I said, I'm so sorry. She scares me more than you. I said, she the bag out. I said, I didn't know what to say. She cornered me. She wouldn't let me go. I said, I'm sorry. I'm not like a big mouth, but I said, Oh my God, it's okay. He goes, she's going to call you. I said, no way. He said, she is going to call you as sure as I'm standing here. And I, I said, okay. I said, well, what do I do? He goes, when she calls you, tell her you're not available. I love that. I said, I can't say that to her. He's <laughs> like, yes, you can. So she called that night. She said, I want you to come over tomorrow. I said, I'm not available. I, I have to do it next week. And she said, next week. 
And I said, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm busy. I said, but I'm available next week. And so, um, she said, okay, that's fine. What day? And we made a date. She hung up the phone and she called her brother and she said, who just bought a house. And she goes, Bobby, you know, this designer's coming over next week and he's very hard to get in with. Stop. He's doing Barry Diller's house. This he's going to help so me. Crazy. She said, you should really get in line with him because he's hard to get a hold of. I'm dead. And he's very, very exclusive. <laughs> so he called me. So then all of a sudden I had like three things going on from zero to 60. And then you really were busy. <laughs> then I was busy. Then I just figured it out. Amazing. I love that so, story so much. That's great. It's the most beautiful things on earth and somehow Oscar has sourced these things, created them. And I thought you guys would find so much inspiration in seeing or understanding more about his backstory. But also one of our most memorable experiences at High Point has been going to one of the parties that Oscar threw. They opened a brand new building and he threw this most amazing dinner in the basement of it. The building is an old bank. Anyway, we want Oscar to teach us how to entertain better and give us all of his tips and tricks. So with that, welcome, Oscar. We're so happy to have you here and to tell your story to us and teach us all your tricks. Perfect. I'll try to do my best. I'm really happy to hear, to be here with you guys. I'm jumping on a plane. I'm going to India and the Philippines. I'm sitting in the floor as always did for anthropology, designing for uh, designing for myself. And in 09, we started the we launched the collection in the New York gift show for the first time. Mm. It was an awful year for a lot of people. There were financial crises back then. Yep. But for us, I would say it was our best year. Do you lie to your husband and you tell him that you do you hide things? Do you hide dishes places to get more in there? I don't hide them. They just show up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's expected. Yeah. He knows, he knows who he married. He knows they got into I'm just it, wondering so. when I, how, how to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the guy that went to, when we used to be able to travel with heavy suitcases, I'm the guy that went to Portugal and, and came back with a, a full set of glassware from Portugal of oh, like amazing. 14 cups of every wine. Red wine, water, tumblers, eyeballs, you know, the, I keep, I keep buying over and over. And I think there's, there's never enough dishes you can have at home. I think, oh, I think every, every meal needs a different dish. So basically, I love, I love him so much. Every meal, every meal needs a different dish. That's amazing. Yeah. That is a sound bite. I love that. So How many much. cupboards do you have at home full of dishes? Not enough. <laughs> Not I know, enough. like, I bet your party pantry is incredible. I don't yeah. know. Do you yes. have a party pantry? I have a party pantry, oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you use a dishwasher or do you wash everything by hand? Dishwasher. We're in 2022. Let's be practical. I just didn't know. You're very romantic, so I can I see you just wash Children, them by hand. wash them and dry them. Yeah. Polish them, please. But even, even the plates with the gold trimmings and all of that, I think they're beautiful when they're a little bit like... Uh -huh. The gold wears off a little bit. Patina. Yeah. You know, the, that patina, I think it's beautiful. So that's why I'm not afraid to put things on the dishwasher, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's fine. And and then when we, when the kids set the table at home, one of the questions is what plates do we use today? Mm -hmm. And then I let the kids choose what plates we're yeah. going to do. They set the table every night and every night there's different plates. That's you awesome. know, yeah. you, you can go the blue, you can have the red, you can have the ones with the gold trimming, you can have the, the Marcus plates that we do with the salt glaze.
thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. Did you know that you can shop some of the products we talk about on our show? Find Dear Alice under our collections tab at the alicelanehome.com website. And for our listeners, we have a special code for you. You can use, you can get 10% off anything online. Just code Dear Alice 10. That's D-E-A-R-A-L-I-C-E 10. Happy shopping and thanks for listening.